Hello guys and welcome to episode 13 of the Beat Your Backlog podcast, a podcast discussing the things gamers like to put off, get to another day, and oh yes, we'll definitely beat later, their backlog. I'm your host Adam and today I am sharpening my stake and heading into the New England kind of harbour town of Redfall. And actually this episode is going to kind of be split up into kind of two parts. First I'm going to talk about Redfall and then I'm going to go on and talk about like Xbox in general and what I think is going on at Xbox at the minute because yeah, let's get into Redfall I suppose. I haven't really written like a nice intro because I I literally just come off uh my first play of Redfall and wanted to talk about it straight away just to keep my experience fresh. But yeah, Redfall, you've probably seen it. It came out on May 2nd and it is the new kind of co-op story-driven game from Arcane. And if you know Arcane, they are the people that made Prey. They are the people that made uh, Deathloop and they also made originally the, the Dishonored series. So Arcane has a very, very kind of high standing in the gaming world of like this very, like, they make really, really good games, but, and games that do really critically well, but not necessarily have ever had like huge, massive selling games. I think Deathloop maybe broke that because Deathloop was really, really successful. But yeah, like the Dishonored series is really well thought of, but it didn't really blow the socks off anyone in like a, uh, like a monetary capacity like it didn't sell that many units prey as well i think was the same like really high quality game really really interesting but again didn't really sell that well um so yeah everyone was kind of really excited about this game coming out because it was again a new ip like xbox has been doing that quite well recently like a lot of new ips um and this game when it was first released it was kind of a kind of a bit murkier actually what the game was like it, it, when it first released, I think, including myself, a lot of people thought it was like a Left for Dead kind of for clone. So you have four person co-op, each character that you play um, in the team has like different uh, abilities that all kind of work together and help each other. Um, but they also said, yeah, but the game could be played in single player. And that kind of confused people a little bit because it's like, okay, well, how can a Left 4 Dead game be played in single player? And then slowly as as, as the time went on, it kind of, uh, Xbox really drip fed what this game was. Like they actually know it's kind of more like a Far, a far Cry game that you can play in four person um, co-op. And that, yeah, the idea is, is that you are kind of marooned on in this town of Redfall which is on uh, the New England coast, I think it's New England, in east, uh, in kind of northeast uh, America. And uh, yeah, this town has been overtaken but somehow by vampires. And these vampires are kind of like these deadly predatory creatures that are hunting uh, people within the town. And the people that they aren't hunting, they are converting into cultists who follow them and treat them like gods. So it's kind of like an interesting concept that like, yeah, okay, vampires... I mean, uh, vampires seem to have kind of died out in fashion. Like, I feel like zombies are where it's at again at the minute. Um, but yeah, it was kind of cool, like, changing it up. Again, uh, Arkane, they have this really cool, like, in in their games, they have this kind of weird kind of sci-fi-y, kind of uh, overworldy, over kind of like, um, like, kind of superstitious feelings to their games like dishonored was very much like set in kind of the industrial revolution but it was very much a steampunk fantasy revolution with like all of these these machines and prey is also kind of like this kind of more i guess 70s feeling sci-fi horror 
So it's kind of like, yeah, okay, cool. They, they, they're setting it in this very postmodern, uh, or this post, or this modern world, I should say, not postmodern. This modern world, this modern town, uh, but there are these vampires there, and, and their spin on vampires seems seemed very interesting. And uh, yeah, then that kind of cleared up what this game was, but still people felt a bit unsure, I think, of actually how it was going to play. Uh, a lot of influencers went to try out the game, and I think that it also kind of came out a bit like mixed their reactions that like, okay, we get a better idea of what this game is, but what it feels like is very kind of like bland at the minute. But yeah, maybe they will uh, improve on that. And uh, yeah, that was a couple of months ago. And like I said, the game released on May 2nd. And yeah, it seems to have been an absolute catastrophe for Xbox. With GameSpot giving it a 4 out of 10, IGN did a review in progress where they said, after several sessions solo corping with a friend and also in a group of three, I must admit I'm thoroughly underwhelmed by Redfall's vanilla missions and lifeless worlds. I'm very disappointed at its lengthy list of display issues and bugs. Windows Central gave it a 3 out of 5. Xbox Era gave it an 8.5 out of 10, which kind of maybe shows the bias. Uh, their review summary is Redfall is fantastic in most ways. A few baffling design decisions around its corp implementation and some frustrating technical issues hold it back. It has a fun as hell solo and ridiculously so uh, uh, in co op uh, with a little post launch support. It is going to be something special. Okay, that's yeah, maybe a little bit biased there. But uh, yeah, we got this covered, gave it a 4.5 out of 5, which actually is also quite good. Uh, so actually, maybe these reviews have, have leveled out. Like I'm doing this review. A, a couple of days after the release but um yeah they, they and i think that kind of maybe shows like where this game is is that i guess some people really like it and they kind of take it for what it is and some people really think it's a a mess and uh i think i after playing it for about two hours i would lean on the side of like it is a mess and um that yeah my two hours i, I literally like i i have to admit like i'm i'm like if i was going to choose one of the three main consoles to have, I would choose Xbox. Like I grew up playing the original Xbox and then Xbox 360. Um, when in the previous generation, the 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 first console I chose was an Xbox, and in this generation, actually, yeah, the first console I bought was an Xbox Series S. So I really like Xbox. Like I, it's just I just prefer it as a console, and I have been like hoping and praying that you know Microsoft will get xbox where it needs to be and like they've made a lot of big moves and uh like uh, this kind of meme online with xbox at the minute is that like yeah they align up all the dominoes they have all of this ip they have all of these studios and uh we're just waiting for those dominoes to fall and once they fall bang xbox is going to have a lot of great games and like i said like and with game pass if you are a subscriber, you have all of those day, all of those games day and date on the first day. You don't pay anything for them, and I think for a lot of people, this game, this Redfall, was supposed to be the start of that first domino to fall. It came from like a very prestigious studio. It seemed like Xbox were backing it a lot. It's like a new IP, something interesting, and yeah, it just seems like like I don't really get what this game is is for. Like it's. It just feels like a an afterthought that like people were like, oh yeah, we have to make this. We are making this game. We have this really cool idea for a game, but we, I don't know, we don't have the budget for it. We don't have the time for it. We haven't really thought through how it's going to work. Um, like everything in the game, like I, like I said, I played it for two hours and literally quit the game 
and just in, uninstalled it because it was so bad. It was just like, and just not really in like a technical aspect. Like in, in that first hour, I did find one, uh, have one bug where a character I was talking to just disappeared and he was the doctor guy. So he's just holding a, a notepad in his hand and all I could see was a floating notepad. So that was quite funny. But yeah, just as soon as you load up, like you load up the game and it, it just doesn't feel right. Like you, you, you have to load up and then first of first off you have to sign up for bethesda.net or whatever which is annoying and then the the ui just feels very much like a yeah like a an online like competitive shooter or or, or like online matchmaking game like you sign up and you choose a a character and like choosing a character there's nothing really to it like it's like you kind of scroll through a a few still images and a short bio and like these characters that you feel like they should be like you you want to have a connection to one of these characters because you you're meant to be playing through this this campaign with them so i don't know like i felt like there would be more presentation of like okay this is who the character is maybe there's a little bit of backstory about them maybe there's a little bit of description about what they do and it isn't like that it's just like there's just like one small paragraph of Oh, this is this guy is called Jacob, and he has this raven. I chose to be Jacob, and it's just a still image. And you kind of like, okay, well, this again, it just feels more like um, if you're waiting to load into like Overwatch, like, uh, but even Overwatch is nicer because at least when you wait, like the characters are animated. It's just like you're choosing like a very dispensable character that you aren't really meant. You're not meant to get attached to. Whereas I feel like this game, you are supposed to do that because in the game, you can't just switch between characters on the fly. It's like you start a career, you start a campaign and you play as that character that you choose to be. So that was like weird because yeah, it kind of felt like it did feel much more like, okay, you are loading into a, a matchmaking competitive game than into like a story driven uh, Far Cry like game. Like obviously you can, I don't think there is matchmaking, but you can do online co-op. So I understand that there has to be some aspect of that there, but it just felt so like, yeah, so throwaway and so like, okay, let's, let's not put any thought into this it's like it's kind of functional but again feels weird and yeah so then you load into the game and there is like this nice painterly kind of i wouldn't call it a cut scene but there is you know one of these scenes where it is like a an animation of of kind of like still images been moved and it kind of gives you this kind of like intriguing like lead into the game and it's this girl kind of talking about that these people wanted to use her blood and they told her that they were going to use it for good. And obviously they ended up using it for bad. And um, yeah, that somehow created the vampire. So you're kind of like, okay, that's like an intriguing idea. You don't know who this girl is. You don't know who this company is. And you don't know why they wanted to create the vampires. Did they want to create them? Did they mean to create them? Like, did they want to create something else and accidentally create them? Cool. So then you kind of then load into the game and you're in this this really like the, the start of the game is really cool like you you load in and you're in like this the 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 cabin of this ship you wake up and you see these two vampires feeding on one of the the crew members uh and they come towards you to eat you and this noise happens and they get scared and they talk about this 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 vampire queen is coming so they run away and the vampire queen comes in she sees you lying on the floor and for some reason she decides like that you, I guess maybe she knows you or she knows that you are special. So she starts talking to you and uh, just as she's about to kill you, the sun comes up and burns her. She lets go and says that she's going to go, uh, you know, kind of like the line from 300 are going to go blot out the sun. So she goes off to do that and you kind of wake up 
and start moving around. And yeah, I chose to be Jacob, who Jacob, um, kind of his character design reminds me of like a character design from maybe like 2010. Like he is this sort of like edgy guy with a, an Assassin's Creed hood over his head all in black and blue and he has like this this really cool looking raven on his arm that has like these blue eyes and yeah he's like the edgy guy so uh but after listening to a few reviews i decided to play as him because um i i heard his his special techniques were the best the best ones out of the four that you can get and yeah so he basically has this raven and as far as i got you can send the raven out and the, the raven is meant to be like a ping system where it marks enemies and it also pings resources but we'll get to that later so yeah so you, you wake up on this boat and what's really cool is is like yeah the story kind of sets up that you are stuck on this on this i, I don't know if it's meant to be an island or an archipelago or something of redfall and somehow the vampires have pushed the ocean away kind of like uh, moses splitting the ocean there are these huge walls of water surrounding the town um and you are basically on a boat that is now at the bottom of the ocean floor because all of the water has been like moved uh and you are trying to get back to land so you basically crawl through the boat find ammo find uh um weapons and you also find this is like from the very beginning just loads and loads of like notes that you can read and i think i found like 10 in the in the boat itself and this is how like the uh yeah the story has been given to you like it's kind of like yeah, yeah the, the notes are giving you the backstory but it's i mean it's like from straight away i feel like the most most of your time is just spent reading these notes so after about the third or fourth one uh, which was i think more or less in like i walked into the second room of the game and was had already read four notes i was like okay i'm not reading any more of these notes so um yeah you kind of fight your way through the boat uh in onto the ocean bed and then you make your way back towards land and you come across these uh they are called what are they called oh god uh hollow men so they are like this cult for this hollow man who you kind of you interact with like you hear him talking in your head i think it's in your head again it's not very clear what who this hollow man is but i think he's like the, the first boss of this area um and yeah you, then you kind of learn that combat is like yeah it's very basic first person shooter you zoom in with left trigger you shoot with right trigger you switch between weapons with y which is a bit weird that feels like like from call of duty modern warfare 2 like i feel like in modern games you have like a, a wheel that would appear so you can choose your weapons but yeah so anyway uh you kill your first group of uh of cultists and you make your way back to the shore and then you are tasked with like liberating this fire station uh, and you do that by killing your first vampire which uh, when it first happens is quite cool like it's like you the fight is quite intense uh you kill a vampire um but you can't kill them by shooting them you have to shoot them and then they get like stunned and then you have to run up to them and stake them in the heart or i think you can set them on fire as well and that feels really cool like it's very intense because uh the first fight is like in the, inside like a very compact room and the vampires move really quickly so it's kind of like you um yeah you were kind of really worried like you're shooting your shotgun missing and then eventually you get him down his health down far enough that you can stake him in the hat and he kind of like just like lights on fire from from within and and crumbles to dust at the bottom of your feet which is really cool then you liberate the um the fire station 
And it's like so weird because I'd heard about that people were saying that like, yeah, there aren't any actual animated cutscenes in the game. Like there are all these weird like uh, in-game stills that are taking the place for animations. And I, and I was for cutscenes. And I was like, yeah, to be honest, I don't really mind not having cutscenes. Like whatever, it'll be fine. And I think I should also pre preface that, yeah, I am an Xbox fan. So I was really hoping that this game was going to be good. And even when the, the reviews came out, I was a bit like, ah, you know, I feel like people don't really like Xbox. Like they always compare their games to place to Sony. And, I, and I'm like, I don't think Xbox needs to make Sony like first, um, first party, like third person, like grimy, like real, like stories based in reality or, or like stories with like, oh, they're, they're so deep and meaningful. Like I think, Sony does that perfectly well. I don't see why Xbox needs to do the same thing. But I think Xbox needs to, like, uh, up its game. So I was really hoping Redfall was going to be successful. I was going to be okay, even if the reviews were pretty bad. Um, but, yeah, but then this with this animations, like, you, you have to unlock a door for someone. And I was expecting, basically, the door to open and people to walk out. And there was there was like this weird like yeah still cutscene of that like you open the door like you you press x to open the door there is this like image of the door open and people walking out but it's all still and then yeah there are just these 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 images of like okay and this is this is them setting up the the fire station like almost like a, a comic book like in stills like in or in frames or whatever they're called so it's like one frame is the door opens the next one is a frame of them walking out the next one is like yeah them them setting up the um the fire station and then there's a few where you kind of like it gets the message across but I was like, God, if it's if they are animating this really simple thing of just like them leaving this room, what other stuff? Like, what really aren't they animating? And it was just, it just felt so weird. Like, like there's there's, there's nothing wrong with the stills, but it's kind of like, like, yeah, you you just don't really, you just don't really uh, like. You might as well have just skipped him because the information you get from the stills, like you kind of get it, but it's it's just it was just weird. Like I was like, how like. I can't imagine if you did make a cutscene, it would have been hard to make it for this one specific thing. So then, yeah, you go into the fire station and you kind of get introduced to the characters I'm doing in air quotes because there are characters in this game, but they aren't really like, they they aren't like, there is no story to them. They are, they are kind of like if you go to a vendor in Emerald City in Fallout 4, they're just there to give you some like uh, disposition and to sell you stuff. And yeah, it's and it's also just weird how like they, they talk. Like actually, I think even though they they don't really talk about much, they are talk. They what what is said is okay, but just how your your player reacts is just so like weird because it's you know you can tell like the lines of text are like just very standardized because they, they have in case you're playing one of the four players, they have to react to the same thing each time that the person is saying. So yeah, mine was Jacob was like you know, like, oh, I'm really cool. I'm like this cool edgy guy. So the, f the first thing one guy says to you is like, oh yeah, we're so glad that you're here. And he's like, oh, you, you're, the, you're the only one to think that. But then the guy doesn't react to that line. He just continues with the next line, which is like, yeah, thank you so much for being here. It's so amazing. And it just feels so weird because he he doesn't react to what this guy is saying, like what to what Jacob is saying to him, and Jacob isn't really react, reacting to what he says either. Like it's just these these stilted lines of 
of um, conversation that kind of work if you read them on paper, but how they are delivered just doesn't make any sense. So it just feels very abrupt. And yeah, they basically then funnel you around all of these different characters and these different systems of, okay, here here you can get medical supplies, here you can get weapons, here you can get ammo. And yeah, you're then given like your first mission where it's like, oh, you need to go into the city and find this hardware sh store because we need supplies. So you're kind of like, okay, cool. So you leave the, the uh, you leave the building, you have a map and you can see on the map, I need to go here. But as you leave, you see these like two helicopters flying across the sky and they crash. And then you kind of like, and this is where it started getting like a, a really messy for me. It's like, then it's kind of saying, okay, this, this is now your mission. You need to go and find these two helicopters. And, but it doesn't put it as a separate mission. It puts it within the mission that you've just been given. So I'm like, okay, do I need to go to the to the supermarket or do I need to go to the helicopters? Because the helicopters are like really, really far away. So I was like, all right, so I'll go to the helicopters. And you, you kind of set off and as you're walking around, like the, the town itself feels really cool. Like it looks really cool. It's, it's like the atmosphere is really good because it's nighttime and there is like mist and, and it feels scary. Like it does feel like a horror game. Like you are kind of moving very slowly and looking out. And um, yeah, it feels really cool to wander around, but yeah, there isn't really anything to, to actually explore though. Like you were kind of walking around, most of the buildings you can't enter. Um, there is like stuff scattered around where you can, yeah, you can find new weapons, which is cool, but a lot of the items are just like stuff that gets like, uh, what's the word? Like, you know, in, in, um, in Fallout, like you find all of these items and you collect them and you go home and you have to like uh, go to your base and break them down and it turns into, into like uh, steel or whatever. In this, you have all of those items, but as soon as you pick them up, they get turned into credits, which I think is actually quite a cool system. It saves you having to go and do it, but still it just literally makes, like I don't get why they've made them items and why don't just leave money lying around. Like it just doesn't really make, it doesn't feel like you're finding anything of value. Like, oh, I'm finding all of this crap to um to then break down later but it just breaks it down straight away so i was kind of like just then just put money there i i don't get it uh then yeah then you can find stuff like medical kits and ammo medical kits i feel like already in my two hours like i think you can carry four or five at the start and there was so many of them which was a bit frustrating because i was like yeah like why are you dropping so many medical kits if I can't pick any of them up or leaving them lying around like if I can only pick up five and yeah and otherwise yeah you, you find weapons and and ammo but most of the weapons at the start are just the same weapon that you keep on finding and then yeah as you continue to explore you come across enemies that you have to fight mostly cultists and yeah, again, this is where it started to get very strange because I, I had this raven that was meant to be able to, to ping and mark enemies. And for the cultists, it was mostly okay because they're out in the open and you can usually see them. Um, and yeah, so you would send out the raven, it would mark them. Basically, the game tells you like, oh, there are multiple ways to approach a an instance. But from the reviews, I found out that like, yeah, stealth really isn't an option because there isn't really any option to actually like stealth kill anyone. Like you have to, you know, go up behind them and there is no prompt. And I think, I think you can melee them and they just die. But like, it's kind of like, I don't know, it just feels weird. Like you want, I would, would like some nice animation. 
uh, of them getting killed. So, uh, yeah, or you can just avoid them, which is also a valid point, but a bit boring. My 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 philosophy was just go in there and kill them because the AI is so bad that you can, you know, in, in most shooters, you have to strafe or move around or jump up and down. In this, you can basically just stand still and aim. Uh, I think the toughest part about combat, at least for me, was the actual aiming because it feels like, like Fallout 3. Like where every shot is like a roll of the dice. If you hit, get actually hit the enemy or not, uh, there was like multiple times where I was like, I, my my reticle was on his head or on his body, and he would shoot and it just wouldn't hit. With the with the uh, the cultists, it didn't really matter because they were so bad at shooting you that if you missed a hundred times, as long as you hit them like two times after that, they would die and wouldn't kill you. With the vampires, it was really annoying because the vampires move really quickly. And they're really easy to dodge. You literally just have to move to the side as they come at you. But yeah, it felt like a lot of the times when I was uh, like in their face with a shotgun, like looking down the sides at them and shooting, they I, it just wouldn't hit them. And I was like, what is like what is going on? Like I'm literally all I can see in my reticle is parts of this vampire, and it would miss. And then the vampire just needs to hit you like two or three times and kills you. So obviously, if they're so close that I'm trying to shoot them with the, the shotgun and it's missing for some reason, they would just hit me two or three times and kill me. And this is where the rage starts to come in. Um, but yeah, we'll get more to that later on. So yeah, you, you kind of then ex uh, kill all of the enemies. It's whatever. It just feels very like mindless shooting. Um, the guns don't feel great. Like they just, they just, I mean, they, they look nice and sound nice, but they don't really feel impactful at all. Again, it kind of reminds me of like the old Fallout games where you kind of, yeah, you're shooting some someone, but there isn't really that feedback that you get from games like Destiny, where you, each gun feels different from one another. Uh, it just doesn't really, yeah. Each gun just feels very like vanilla. Um, and then yeah, and then it's kind of like, like I said, you as you're walking around, you're just kind of overloaded with uh, like missions and 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 UI aspects where there is just like, oh, here is something else popping up on your screen that uh, you can go towards like an arrow saying there is a safe house. So like there are like these districts where you find a safe house which you can safe travel to and uh, you go there, unlock it. Like you have to find, uh, to turn on the power generator uh, and then you unlock the safe house and then can safe travel there. And then once you, the first time you do that, it triggers another mission which then kind of messes up your original mission and you then have to go into the safe house and trigger like a, a mission for that. And then like um, you go, then I kind of got into the rabbit hole of, okay, then I'm gonna do the safe house mission because it's closer to me than these helicopters are. And uh, yeah, you, I went to do that. And that mission is like, you, there, are, there are like these, these, I think they're called chrysalises, where it is this vampire in like a blood crystal. And these enemies come and try to give it more and more blood to make it more and more powerful. And you have to kind of stop that happening. And yeah, I did it and I was and I just kept dying. I was like, I do not get how I'm supposed to do this. The weapons I had were a pistol, a shotgun, and a sniper rifle. And I was like, yeah, I feel like I need an, at least an assault rifle because these things come in waves and take multiple hits to kill. So it was just frustrating me then that I was like, why have I been given this mission? Like, this seems like I'm not far enough along yet to do it, uh, which annoyed me and also added to the rage. Um, so then I, I left that and was like, okay, the helicopters are so far away, I'm gonna go to the supermarket. So I made my way to the supermarket 
And when you're traveling around, like the the game has these this like red smoke everywhere. So there are only some areas you can go to because if you go into smoke, it's like poison. And yeah, it was very like uh, annoying because like I guess it's meant to funnel you. But I was like, oh no, I want to I want to like explore a little bit. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so eventually it funneled me to the supermarket. I get in the supermarket, and um, yeah, there are a couple of vampires in there. They weren't too much trouble. You clear it out. And so then I was like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do now? Because this was originally the mission. Like, is there something there that I can, I'm supposed to loot to take back? Or what am I meant to do? So I went around the the supermarket or the hardware store or whatever it was multiple times, looted everything I could and was like, all right, well, nothing has now popped up or there wasn't a tick on my mission menu. I don't really understand if I've done the mission or if I've got like a an item now that I am meant to bring back, but it could just be a generic item that I accidentally uh, use. So it was a bit like, yeah, I don't really understand what uh, I'm doing. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna keep just going towards the uh, the helicopters because on for the missions for the helicopters, you, it says like like search one of two, and uh, yeah, and then on the way there, there was like this house and. The thing is, like, yeah, I had this bird, and the bird is meant to be able to, like, ping enemies. So I, I was spamming it. Like, every time I could, I was spamming it because you can't see anything in the game. Like, it's really hard to see uh, vampires because they're usually inside houses. And uh, so I was always pinging the bird because you could see on the subtitles, it was like, oh, vampire laughing, or vampire says this, or vampire did does this. And I was like, so there were, like, all these vampires around me. Like, I don't, but I cannot, I can't see them. So I kept pinging the bird and been like oh hopefully he will show uh the vampires up happened a couple of times that like i just randomly got ambushed by a vampire even though i was pinging the bird would kill me and then it would respawn me back at the safe house so it would be like you know maybe i'd been walking for like five minutes get ambushed by a vampire killed and then i get spawned back at the safe house so i'm like okay cool that was a waste of time then and that happened like two or three times and then eventually I was like, okay, well, I know that the, there are vampires in this house, so I'm going to go in the house and uh, try and kill them. And yeah, I went in the house, used my bird to ping it. It said there were two vampires. I was like, okay, two are manageable because in the houses it's harder because there's a lot less space. But I was like, yeah, cool. I have a decent shotgun. Uh, there's only two of them. Kill them. So I went into the house, searched around the house to make sure there was only two vampires. There was only two. So I started attacking them and then I killed two and then uh, then somehow like another two randomly spawned in the room and I was like was that like on purpose were they did they like like jump through the the, the walls or was is this like a bug where it just spawned in more of them and then killed those two and was like all right cool I've killed another so I've killed four now even though it was meant to be two in the meantime like I said this was where the aiming down the sights at the vampires uh wasn't working it was just missing all the time but managed to kill them and then another guy turns up out of nowhere and he's called like a siphon and they basically like like are like sucking the blood out of you as you move around and again shot this guy point blank i think i emptied all of my shotgun i had eight shells in the shotgun emptied them into him and then emptied a magazine of pistol ammo into him and again i felt like every, maybe every third one hit he didn't die. He killed me. Then I respawned back at the safe house and I was like, yeah, basically fuck this. I'm not playing this game. Like I'm not wasting my time because yeah, it just feels, it just, 
I don't know. It just feels like there is just nothing, like really, no no thought been put into it. Like like I said from the very start, it just felt off. And throughout the game, it feels off. And I'm kind of like, I like I wish I'd love to come back in like six months. Like I really hope that they they work on this and they're like, all right, we're gonna make this right, and we are going to um to put content in the game like fix the issues that it has like make it feel like a triple a game because now it just feels like uh yeah yeah just, just just doesn't really feel like anything it just feels like there it's content to be there for a weekend for you to play and if you don't like it then but it doesn't matter because it's uh it's on x pass uh, uh, game pass and you didn't pay anything for it and yeah just like stuff like again the character this person that you're meant to be playing as for 30 hours, within the first two hours, I was like, oh, God, this guy is annoying. Like, he gets this bird, but there is no real explanation as to why he has a bird. Like, you don't start the game with it. It's like you level up, and it's like, oh, now you have a raven, and the raven can be used to um, to ping enemies. And you're like, yeah, but why? Why do I have this raven? And the... The, the the character kind of tells you as you're walking like yeah and I just woke up this one day with this raven here and I was like yeah but why didn't you show me that like what like you know the, the there is like this saying in storytelling like show don't tell why are you telling me that you woke up with this raven to to be like oh yeah this is where it came from instead of just showing me that that like you know some you kill this vampire and in the in the fire truck and maybe the the vampire hits you with something and then you collapse and then the next day all of a sudden you have this weird raven that is there as like kind of your spiritual uh, guide or something like that like they could have just some, done something like that just to explain it and be like oh now you have this link to the raven and that's also weird that like yeah you know if I had a pet raven I'd I I think it was really cool but he's like oh yeah go go earn your earn your pay bird brain and like he's like get out of here you little shit and i'm like why has he been so mean to this raven like <laughs> this raven just kind of turns up out of nowhere looking like proper cool and then it like does this really cool job for you or inferior it should i don't think it works very well but inferior it should do this really cool job for you and he's just like being a total prick to it and i'm like yeah this this guy i don't like it like the again like the edginess and i think when you look at the characters as well like they just seem so generic like uh, yeah it's it's a weird a weird game like i i can't wait for like in a few years when there's like a no clip documentary or jason schreier does like a piece on this this game and about its development and what the hell happened and uh yeah like i said i really hope that they 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 kind of work on the game and they do add they do fix these issues and and they do just kind of try to make a game out of what they have because right now it just doesn't feel like it's it's a game and that, it's not just from my my experience it's more it's more like again what I've heard from other reviewers that like they have some okay ideas but they don't really land any of them or pull any of them off and yeah I really like hope that uh, they can work on it and they do make a good game out of it because i think it would like i said at the start of the episode it would be a really really cool get actual idea and game to play if they just kind of made it like an actual game where you you have like a you, you know you have like pointers on the map where it says this is what you're supposed to do like you're supposed to go here and i know again that's not like a very popular thing to say now after elden ring that there should be markers on the map that tell you where you need to go 
But I think it is, a, it is relevant in games like this where you're like, okay, you have a mission to go here. There should be a ping on the map that says go here. There should be a reticle saying you are 200 meters away from here. There should be something in that supermarket that has a big gold star above it saying you need to find this item to complete the mission. And stuff like that isn't in the game. And that's just like the foundations of basic game design that just doesn't seem to be in there. And I think that's just this game in general. Like it just doesn't feel like there is the the basic principles of a lot of game design in it. It just feels like there is this random idea or random like combination of ideas from other games that none of them really seem to work well together. Apart from maybe the setting, which is really cool, and and the idea of these vampires, and also maybe the story. Like I, I the, the bits that I saw, I was intrigued in, in it, and I was like this. And in my head, I'm like, oh, it's such a shame that this game is so such a letdown and so bad because it would be so cool to actually feel like I, I could put the time into play this game but yeah um so that's basically my review that actually went on a lot longer than I thought it was going to and I hope uh, it wasn't too rambly for you um but yeah what I want to talk about next is actually like where Xbox is at at the minute and like what is going on with them because yeah like I said they are lining up these dominoes, but it feels like instead of knocking them onto each other, they are knocking them like to the side and letting them fall off the table and just crash and burn. So let's talk about Xbox a little bit. Okay, yeah, so Xbox. So I guess basically the what I want to get at is that like Xbox for years and years, it feels like now, like since probably year two of the Xbox One, there has been this feeling that like Xbox is on the edge of becoming great. Like it... They are they are building these blocks or they are lining up these dominoes that is that they just need to knock over and once, now once they've got them all in line they knock them over and there will just be like game release after game release after game release that are gonna be great and the reason I think people think that is because Xbox has recently or in the last four or five years bought a lot of really good uh, studios right so they have bought uh, all of the, the the Bethesda and Zenimax studios so that includes Tango GameWorks it includes um, uh, who do, who are we just talking about again? Arcane, uh, it's like Bethesda games themselves. There are machine games. There is who else? I'm looking at a list here. Uh, I think Roundhouse is part of it. So there you have like a big chunk of developers, and those those developers, you know, they've made Fallout games, they've made Skyrim, they made Doom, they've made Wolfenstein, they've made uh, Prey, they've made Dishonored, they've made um, The Evil Within, like, so there is so much pedigree there of these 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 studios that have really made really good games. Then, of course, they, they have Mojang, so they, they are making the Minecraft games. Uh, Minecraft Legends just came out, actually, which seems to have been quite well received. Um, there are, they have this new um, studio called The Initiative, that they made together and they said like famously that this is going to be the first quadruple a studio which i think is quite laughable they have free for free industries that are making halo infinite they have double fine the people who made um psychonauts they have ninja theory who did send you a saga they have obsidian who the people that made um fallout new vegas and the outer worlds most recently they have playground games who made the for make the falls and horizon games they have rare who are most famous for making uh, Banjo Kazooie. Uh, they made a load of like I think wasn't it Donkey Kong uh, Country? I think was rare. Uh, they made yeah really a lot of really famous Nintendo games and then were bought by by Xbox. Um, 
Then there are there is Undead Labs who make State of Decay. There's like the World Edge guys that make Age of Empires. They they have like so many of these amazing studios, and I f and now they want to buy Activision and Blizzard, which I think is still like a question that is up in the air if they will actually be able to buy them. And I think yeah, the reason that like people are thinking that it's going to be like I think a lot of gamers' expectations are like. PlayStation does this very specific first party type of game and PlayStation is also shifting now now that they bought Bungie and they want to make a lot more of these like multiplayer uh, games as service games but there are these stories that is like yeah there are these games that are like very cinematic they tell like a very cinematic story and um, yeah for a long time I think Xbox gamers have been like Xbox needs to have that too like they need to have a they need to have a studio that makes like really high quality critically really well received games that uh, at the end of the year are up for game of the year discussions and i think personally i think like they they need that they definitely need that yes uh, but i think for me i think like xbox they don't need to focus on like i said cre creating games that are exactly the same as sony's where they're kind of like yeah very realistic looking or very kind of gritty like i always think and i still think it like sony's games they always look a bit like like brown and and bland and they always have like climbing in it and like there are just a lot of tropes that are just sony games where i'm like yeah i don't think xbox needs to copy it one for one and be like we need to make a game exactly the same as that um and i think yeah buying all of these different studios means that xbox will have like a very diverse portfolio of games of, of first party games which is fantastic because they need a diverse portfolio for xbox game pass because they need content for that to keep driving subscriptions and the more dif uh, different studios they have the more interesting diverse games they're going to have and i think so far we've kind of seen that with uh, uh hi-fi rush and the pentiment like those two games pentiment especially was really well received critic uh, like critically Hi-Fi Rush uh, also seems to have done really well with, with reviewers and players. And I always look at those two games and I think if Game Pass wasn't a thing, would those two games have been made? And I, I don't think they would have. I think they're too kind of niche and too, yeah, kind of like specific of a genre that these studios would not have made them if they had to sell them for 60 or 60 or 70 euros. And I think that's like the great side of Xbox Game Pass is that like games that probably wouldn't have existed and would maybe have only been filled in like the indie space get a chance to have been made because um, Xbox is more willing to make them because they need content for their, for Game Pass. Um, on the other side of that though, we have, yeah, maybe like games like Redfall, which I think would have been a game that would have been made uh, without Game Pass because I think it's a very marketable game of like it's a first person shooter. There are vampires. It comes from a really well known studio. Um, it has like a lot of mechanics that are also really well known in, in the industry. Like they, they compared it to, to Far Cry and also there was comparisons to Left 4 Dead. But I think the difference there is, is with Game Pass is like someone at xbox must have decided that this game was okay to release in the state it's in because either they need to make sure they i don't know they hit the deadlines that they've set or like internal or financial ones or they were like well for a game for game pass this is okay like it's okay for like a someone to play for a weekend and then forget about which then if that is the case is the downside of game pass because then you have I guess the overall quality of games been lowered because people are a bit more blase about 
how good a game should be because if you're releasing it on Game Pass, which most players will play in quotes for free, um, then the quality doesn't have to be as good. And I think, yeah, for Xbox, is they're just in this weird state where they they have all of this stuff that they've told us about. Like, so just, I have a, a list up here, right? So the games that they have in, in works right now is they have Halo Infinite, which is, is ongoing. They have a game called Mighty Doom, which I've never heard of, which is ongoing. They have Redfall. They have Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six. So again, these are games that have all been announced. There is rumored uh, for, for Gears 6, so maybe not. There is Compulsion games uh, that we don't know what they're working on. There is Double Fine that we don't know what they're working on. Id Software, we don't know what they're working on. The Initiative are working on Perfect Dart. Uh, In Exile Entertainment are working on an unannounced RPG. Machine Games are working on the Indiana Jones game. Uh, Moyan just released Minecraft Legends. Ninja Fury are working on Senua's Saga, uh, the second Hellblade game, plus Project Mara, which I think is meant to be this like mental health horror game, if I remember correctly. Obsidian Entertainment are working on Avowed. And yeah, do you remember Avowed? Like how long ago that was shown to us? And The Outer Worlds 2. Playground Games are working on Fable. Like, hey, do you remember Fable and how long that was sh- ago that was shown to us? And uh, DLC for Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon 5. Rare are working on Everwild. Like, hey, do you remember Everwild? How long ago that was shown to us? Uh, Roundhouse Studios have been work, uh, working on an unknown project and been supporting on Redfall. Tango Gameworks uh, have been working on the port of Ghostwire Tokyo plus um, uh, Hi-Fi Rush. Turn 10 Studios are working on Forza Motorsport, which is coming out this year. Undead Labs are working on State of Decay 3. Like, hey, do you remember State of Decay 3 and how long ago that was shown to us? World's Edge are working on uh, Age of Mythology and uh, Age of Empires 4, uh, the console version, which is sick. Can't wait for that. Uh, Xbox Game Studios Publishing are publishing a game called Contraband, which again was a game that was shown off quite a while ago, and a game called Ara uh, History Untold. I don't know what that game is. And finally, Zenimax Online Studios are working on the Elder Scrolls Online game. So this is where people start saying like the, the dominoes are coming into effect because there are all of these big, big titles announced, uh, but a lot of them we haven't seen literally anything about for years. I think Fable, when they showed that, it was just a a kind of uh, splash screen of the the um, the logo. Avowed, they showed that with a little bit of gameplay, but again, that was years ago. Outer Worlds 2 was a, scratch, uh, a splash screen. Senua Saga, they've shown us multiple times. Um, there was one gameplay play kind of uh, exhibition that was kind of like, uh, questionably, is it gameplay in it? Everwild, they showed like a splash screen about that, but that again was years ago. State of Decay, they had a CG uh, trailer kind of thing for it, but with no gameplay or anything like that. Uh, what else do we have? We have Perfect Dark, again a CG trailer. Indiana Jones, CG trailer. Uh, Project Mara, I think they did a kind of like uh, developer interview kind of thing with them. So yeah, there are all of these games, but we just don't know where they are. And like, or when they're coming. And I think Xbox is like, or at least Xbox gamers, they, they have, they're always thinking like, this is the year, this is the year that these games are going to all release. And every one of them is going to be a, a nine or 10 out of 10. And like I said earlier in the episode, I thought, I thought Redfall might be the first game of this domino effect. I thought, yeah, it's going to come out. It probably won't be a nine or, nine or 10 out of 10, but it will be 
decent and it will be this these steps that happen eventually you know because then the next game coming out will be Starfield and then after that maybe we get Senua then the game after that might be Avowed and then the game after that might be whatever Fable or Everwild or whatever these games that we've seen and that we really want to play but we just don't know like what the process is and where they are and I think for me now this is like really worrying is like why why do Xbox have so many games that we haven't seen for a long while and also when you look back at games that have been released over the last couple of years from Xbox, un- until I would say Pentiment and Pentiment, um, Hi-Fi Rush and uh, Age of Empires 2, none of them have been really successful. Like, you know, there was like Halo Infinite came out and had like its time in the sun, but most people I think see that as being a failure in the Halo franchise. There were games like, uh, what was it called? The... Uh, what's it called? The one with the guy out of Brooklyn Nine Nine in it, uh, Crackdown. Like that came out was a complete flop. Um, like Halo Wars Two came out, that was quite well received. But again, it's just it's like a very niche game. Like there haven't been a lot of wins for Xbox with releasing games like at all. Like since the Xbox One. Like remember like Rise, Son of Rome. Like that came out was a complete flop. Um, Sunset Overdrive was like a good game but kind of just flopped um the gears games haven't really lived up to much like i think people like gears 5 but again it's just kind of like oh here is a bigger gears game like xbox just i don't know they they just the the ip just isn't really there where i think or isn't as relevant as it was like 10 or 15 years ago and the ip that they have is just it's i don't know it just feels so distant that i i can't see it you know I don't really have it in my head. Like, okay, what is the release plan? What is going to release next? What can I look forward to next? Like, now we know that Starfield is next. And Starfield now has so much pressure on it because this game, it has to it has to be good. Like, it has to be great. Like, I don't think Xbox can go another year where they don't have any games nominated for Game of the Year. And I think this year they might actually, uh, but I think it might be Hi-Fi Rush. Like, I think Hi-Fi Rush might get a nomination. I don't think it'll win, but it'll get a nomination. And I think Starfield has to get on that list and has to be like, you know, like last year where there was a lot of debate about between Elden Ring and, and God of War. Like, this year, I think for Xbox, the debate has to be Zelda or Starfield. And I think if Starfield is anything other than that, then it's going to be chaos at Xbox. Because I think if they can't nail a Bethesda game studio game, like they can't get it out and like have just people going crazy for it. And this is like the first game that they'll release that really will sell units. Like there will be people who are like, okay, I'm going to buy an Xbox Series S because I love Bethesda. I love Elder Scrolls. I love Fallout. I only have a PlayStation or a PC. I mean, maybe it releases on PC. I can't remember. Or I only have a PlayStation and a Switch. I, I need to buy an Xbox to play this game. And it might be that they just play this game and sell the Xbox again afterwards. But if they can't nail it with Starfield, then you look at all of these other games and you just think, well, which game is going to be the, the game that topples the domino? Because I don't think there will there, there will be. I think there will just be lots and lots of dominoes. And it will be so sporadic of like, okay, this you know one game was good, one, a few were bad, another one was good. Whereas with Sony, Sony have just got into such a rhythm of being like, yeah, every game is good. Every game they release is just... You kind of know it, what to expect, I would say. 
Um, but you know the standard. The standard is going to be there. Like they're always going to be like at least an eight out of ten. Like you, you, you just know there's a polish to them, um, and they have a style. Like I said, you know a Sony game. Like the Sony games always have climbing in them. They always, like I said, look very realistic. They look always kind of brownish, like muddy colored. I always think, um, and yeah, and that's the difference. Like Xbox doesn't have that, and I don't think they need to have it. But they need to have this reputation of being like. Xbox first party games are always like at least a seven out of ten, and eventually pivot that to okay, that's always the the lowest. But most of the time they are eights and nines, and then there are a few really outstanding ones that are tens, and that's what they should be aiming for. They shouldn't be aiming for like oh we want to make more games like Sony. We want it should be we want to have the reputation that Sony has for our games, and their games can be a lot more varied. But they need to have this consistency of polish and of just i don't know good good stories well written look good in whatever styles they want to have and right now it's just like i don't know every every xbox game that releases i has like a, a sense of dread around it that like oh god is this going to be another flop and as an xbox fan it's hard to it's hard to be like that because you want to be excited to play your xbox and i and i love playing my xbox like game pass is a game changer for me because there are so many games on it that um especially like indies and and third party games that i i love playing and i'm like okay well i have a playstation that i could play it on but why would i spend 70 euros buy, buying the game for it like i can just play it on my xbox or, or now with the switch i'm like okay a new indie game is coming out i'm gonna play it on my switch and then i look it up and it's already on x x uh on game pass so i play it on my xbox so i really like playing playing the game pass but i just really need i just really, really want xbox to, to to start putting out good games and uh i mean i hope they do i hope starfield is is good um i mean to be honest good isn't good enough it has to be like great or world changing like like almost generational like a game kind of like skyrim was so that is like okay so implanted in so many people's psyche as like of being a gamer is like be have, having played start uh, start oh god skyrim um but yeah let's see i i think it's going to be an interesting year for for xbox especially with uh with starfield coming out uh we got the note that they're doing a showcase i think on the 11th of june showing it off so i guess we'll know more then um i'll definitely do a podcast about it when when it happens and kind of uh yes see if my fears will be stifled or not um but yeah i'd really like to hear what you guys think about this like did you play redfall what did you think did you think it was as bad as it was going to be like i said i i really hope i plan to play it all all of tonight tonight's a thursday and on the weekend but after that first two hours i just could not do it but yeah maybe your your experience was better maybe i was just playing the game incorrectly uh, let me know down in the comments um also yeah what do you think about xbox like what do you think of the strategy of game pass do you think it is a a good thing for developers uh, for the quality of games like i think it obvi it's obvious that it's a good thing for gamers but is it a good thing for developers also yeah let me know let me know what you think it, uh, starfield is going to be like do you think it's going to be a generational game-changing game that will be up there in contention for game of the year or do you think it's going to come out as a another bethesda kind of buggy glitchy mess but very charming and and yeah it's kind of engrossing let me know like i always say if you're on spotify you can do that in the description there'll be a question there 
which you can answer. Also, as I said in the last episode, I now have a uh, Kofi site, uh, which you can go to. There will be a post there uh, where you can comment, so you can also comment there. Or you can also hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, um, at SwitchIndieFix on Twitter. And now on Instagram, it's at BYB underscore podcast. I'm trying to change the branding over to uh, BYB now rather than Switch Indie Fix. Um, and you can just ping, ping me there. There'll be a, a post there promoting this episode. So that was episode 13 of the Beat Your Backlog podcast. Maybe it was a sign that this is episode 13 and it was about Redfall because, you know, 13 can be an unlucky number for some people. Yeah, but anyway, Beat Your Backlog is a new podcast and needs your support. If you enjoyed the episode, please consider subscribing and or following wherever you are listening and leaving us a five-star review uh, because reviews really help new people find the podcast. So it would be wonderful if you could leave me one. Thanks so much for listening, guys, as always. And yeah, I hope I wasn't rambling too much. I hope I gave you something to think about, especially if you're an Xbox gamer. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening and see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.